<laughs> Welcome to the Reed and Sean podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine? What does the vocal didgeridoo? You thought you were here to learn? Well, we're here to harmonize. Hello, welcome to the Aware Audio Experience. My name is Sean. And I am Reed. And we are um, two of the three people that brought you Aware Apparel. Uh, Aware is a mindfulness brand centered off of inspiring connection through uh, sustainably produced apparel. And we use bamboo, super silky, buttery, smooth bamboo for all of our apparel. And we also sell little wearable accessories like lava bead bracelets that come with uh, essential oils to inspire little moments of stillness and reflection throughout your day. So check us out online or on Instagram. We'll include links in the show notes. Um, But our podcast is also in the same light, catered around topics relating to mindfulness, meditation, gratitude, things that uh, help us appreciate what we have a little more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, this is episode three. Uh, we touched on resistance and vulnerability in the first few episodes. A great focus today, um, I want to touch on intent. I think intent is super powerful, but before we get into that, we had some cool topics towards the end of the last episode relating to struggles just with with meditation. And uh, I thought that would be a cool place to jump in. So Reed, you mentioned some of the issues with meditating. There's these moments that I think we all have. I definitely have experienced so many of them where you're sitting there and you're like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am, is this bad? Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here. I've been sitting here for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's no way this is good for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Or like struggling to know what the goal is. Yeah. Am I doing know? this right? Right. Exactly. You know, everyone's obviously silent, so there's not too much instruction yeah, going on. Totally. Um, so it's it's tough to know, especially when you're starting out, what to go for. Yeah. Um, and it's super common in group meditations. It called uh, it's called imposter syndrome, but it's this feeling like you know, let's say there's a 30 person meditation group going on, guided session, and you're sitting there, and you are like, everyone else is meditating, and I am doing this so wrong. Does everyone know? <laughs> Do they know that I'm not doing this Do right? They know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's super normal. First, it's really important to know that all meditation is good meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, strip away the meditation aspect. But if you're just sitting there in stillness, reflecting, mm-hmm. not moving your body, mm-hmm. there's an element of uh, recovery mm-hmm. and processing that's just happening, you know, innately. Mm-hmm. But if you take it one step beyond that, um, I think it's super normal at the beginning to feel like you're a little lost in that meditation, mm-hmm. that you're not doing it right. A big misconception is that you're supposed to think about nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's not true, actually. It's 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 really hard. I think maybe impossible to think about nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me uh, Monday, Wednesday, 9 to 5. Yeah. There's, there's this idea that it's like, oh, I can't think about nothing. Every time I try to think about nothing, I think about everything. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's, it's actually what you're thinking about. You're trying to connect with your breath, connect with your body, the inhale and the exhale. And that connection to that breath relaxes your body a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And when you get distracted, it's your ability to, to pull your attention back to the breath. Mm-hmm. And so it's like going to the gym and doing bicep curls. You know, you, you, you do bicep curls and the first day back in the gym, it hurts. And you can't lift as much and it's really hard. And maybe you go home early. Mm-hmm. That's the same as meditation. It's this muscle. We're trying to train our brain mm-hmm. to focus on something just happens to be the breath Mm -hmm. and why that's helpful is because once you get that hyper focus a really good daily meditation practice will help you focus throughout the day Mm -hmm. because you'll you'll catch yourself chasing thoughts when i think of 
meditation, you mentioned a good word, which is processing. And I think that's a big piece that we we miss or we don't value enough. You know, I think back to when I was studying pre-med in college, there's a ton of information that you need to ingest and it's complicated information, it's compelling, but it's, it's definitely a stretch of your mental capacity. I remember really valuing sleep in that time that I knew that sleep was a key piece Sleep was a really good, important piece in your process. Yeah, sleep is crucial part to like compacting thoughts, really to learning. I mean, if you do the research, sleep is is a big component to learning. Mm -hmm. The people that don't sleep literally don't learn as much. There's tons of studies out there, and I see meditation as a very similar component. And you know, maybe you're learning pre med, maybe you're learning things about yourself, maybe you're processing day to day events. Mm -hmm. I see it as like a processing time where you're almost looking back on the mental notes of yeah. your life and reading old journal entries, like metaphorically almost like you're, you're totally, you're and kind of flipping. The it pages. makes total sense because there's this constant input that we're doing to our brains. Like we're constantly putting more and more stuff in there, mm-hmm. especially with social media and phones and all that. Mm-hmm. And we never stop, or I shouldn't say we never stop, but we, we, I feel like we don't stop enough mm-hmm. and just no more stuff coming in. Let's organize what we got. Mm -hmm. And when you organize what you get, I think you can retain it better. Mm -hmm. You can expand on it, you know? Recognize the patterns, which we were talking about, and really, yeah, touch in and and learn from what's happening as opposed to reacting, maybe Mm -hmm. be more proactive and and kind of pick up on those patterns. And I almost relate it to sleeping. Yeah. Like, it's like a processing. No, totally. I mean, you're not trying to sleep, but. No, but you can even feel it in your body. It's it's restful. You know, there's. Some meditations, I, I like to meditate sitting up because I'll fall asleep a lot of the times if I lay down. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, I just need to lay down. Mm-hmm. I'll focus on my breathing. Mm-hmm. But I feel my body, the the act of not doing anything and how it's starting to like, okay, restore. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then there's, and that's just the body component, you know? Mm-hmm. There's all like that stuff going on in your computer brain upstairs where it's starting to organize and sort and process. That's what I've really valued about yoga practice I hadn't done yoga for my entire life, basically, until this year. And I really like at the end when you do the Shavasana. I'm sure someone will correct me. No, Shavasana, you got it. (laughs) One one of the yoga terms. Um, No, but I I really like that at the end of a physical activity, that that is when you do some mindfulness reflection. Because Mm -hmm. I think what I struggle with is feeling that I've earned a moment to slow down, feeling that a moment to slow down is warranted right. because I'm a very A-type go, go, go. Yeah. And I don't like slowing down. And so the few moments where I do feel like I can do that is when I've depleted my yeah. like, physical body. Yeah. That's what I really like about yoga is that it, it's folded right into totally. the physical activity is a moment of stillness yeah. and reflection. And it's it's so common though. I've talked to a lot of people, I'm always preaching meditation and I've, I get a lot of pushback in that department where people are like, I can't sit still anymore. Yeah. And it makes sense because think about it. If you're sitting down all day at work and you, you got all this bottled up energy inside mm-hmm. you and it's hard to justify sitting for longer mm-hmm. and like focusing on breath and you almost need to get all that energy out so that you have the the opportunity and like the openness and the stillness to mm-hmm. kind of settle into your center. You sit there for nine hours. Okay, now slow down and sit down. Yeah, you're like, no, no. I need to move. And um, I was actually talking to uh, a buddy of mine's mom. She was asking me, I always meditate at their house and uh, we always wake up really early when, when we sleep there to surf. And um, came back from surfing and had this really incredible meditation in their front yard. And I came in for breakfast and she asked, you know, how was your meditation? And I remember telling her it was it was so good and I've noticed a pattern that when I'm 
done surfing surfing is just like your whole body mm-hmm. you're swimming it's such a release mm-hmm. there's not a lot of uh, resistance left in your body yeah you know your mind is very like oh, yeah okay and i was just noticing how deep you can get in meditation after an activity like surfing so yoga just plays right into yeah. that I mean, that's a great tip, though, to take away is that maybe a good intro point into meditation would be to do something physically strenuous that yeah. leads up to it that, that helps you totally get into that headspace. Yeah. And you can even marry the two. There's walking meditation. If you feel like you need to go out and move, there's, mm. you know, tons of free walking like meditation. with your eyes closed? No, you do <laughs> eyes. <laughs> walk up yeah, well, you know, there's uh, driving meditation. <laughs> Accidents are on the uh, rise, yeah. but mindfulness is down. Yeah. <laughs> Or up to rather, <laughs> yeah. Walking meditation—it's just a very slow, uh, mindful, step by step, appreciating. It's it's movement oriented, but mm-hmm. still, I'm even saying that I'm thinking if someone's really wound up, you might need to just go burst full speed and mm-hmm. then meditate after. Mm-hmm. So, hey, but that's awareness, right? You got to figure out. You got to know what you need. What you need. <laughs> also talk about the what we were just reading about the vagus nerve which is Mm. super i mean i think it's awesome and if you're listening to this and um, you're interested we should link an article to to more information about the vagus nerve but it's the longest cranial nerve in the human body and it connects the brain to a lot of different organs including the lungs and the gut and basically everything there's lots of research around the vagus nerve being kind of the catalyst and the and this like secret you know lock in the body to to relaxation and that one way to stimulate the vagus nerve like physically stimulate it is through deep breathing that when you deep really breathe you're expanding your 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 lungs that you're expanding your throat that stimulates the vagus nerve and that puts you into a deeper state uh, of relaxation and helps you recover physically but also mentally and process and this whole notion of rest and digest which is um, super key that I don't think we tap into enough of. So that goes hand in hand with we were talking about, you know, what should you think about when you meditate and it's your breath. And for people that might not be as well versed, that's a good connection to make that there's a scientific physiological phenomenon that goes on when you breathe deeply that helps you get deeper, so to speak, and, and recover more quickly. Because I think another objection that I struggled with initially with meditation was appreciating the the scientific legitimacy. A lot of people, I think, have that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's kind of woo-woo or whatever. And, you know, Again, because you're just sitting there doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, and, and I think that some of the people that meditate, maybe we associate them less with science, science sometimes, yeah, right. you know, that they're maybe open to more alternative practices. But obviously, meditation is becoming more and more commonplace. But reading about the vagus nerve, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm a, I'm a very science, logic-driven person. Mm-hmm. And so making that connection between very real scientific physiological actions and meditation like that that just further reinforces the value um so if you're someone that's out there that's was like me and is kind of not so sure or second guessing it's super real yeah it's super real it's not even a question western science approved yes exactly (laughs) exactly it's nice to know you know you showed me the article and after having meditated for a few years I get a little, I think my chest puffs out. Maybe that's my ego flaring up. But mm. when I read something that's very like, oh, pro meditation. Yeah. You know, here's all the benefits. I'm like, oh, man, yes. Oh, I can feel it right now. <laughs> no. live forever. Yeah. So I can see through walls. Perfect. <laughs>
talking about intent at the start of the yeah let's switch gears podcast so what what were you thinking there well what was your intent with that Mm. (laughs) well played um there's there's a lot of different ways you can go with intent but we went on a trip last year to israel with a group of i would say very spiritually uh connected individuals that they moved very slow Mm -hmm. through the trip they were older we haven't really traveled with um, that age demographic much and so it was it was really eye-opening and cool to see you know we're so young and we move so fast it was cool to travel in a different way mm-hmm. and uh, i think a big takeaway that we had from that was just doing things with more intention you know mm-hmm. why are you doing it what's your intention here and uh, that aspect of the trip that was what four or five months ago mm-hmm. and i still feel it every mm-hmm. day when i wake up i'm trying to do things with more intention and, and i'll give you some examples of what i mean by that you know if i'm with someone my intention is to be with that person what's my intention right now it's to it's to be with you here read on this podcast and connect and i'll be truthfully honest like a minute or two ago you were talking and i found myself thinking about if we were even recording this podcast and then my mind started to drift and then i realized i wasn't listening to you mm-hmm. that's not my intention yeah i brought it back my intention was to hear you be with you connect with you and uh, so as I go through my day, I feel more, I feel myself, you know, asking myself and questioning more, what's my intention here? Mm-hmm. What's my intention? Okay, it's to edit this video. Then let's edit the video. Why am mm-hmm. I on my phone? What's my intention here? I'm going to go get coffee. I'm going to go get some sunshine. Like s- simple stuff like that where you're just fully in. Oh, moment of gratitude alarm. Gratitude alarm. 1234. I have a moment of gratitude alarm on my phone and uh, it's ringing. So what are you, what are you grateful for? Right now, I'm grateful for the uh, the opportunity to connect with you here and talk about something that, like we mentioned, is so therapeutic, but mm-hmm. is uh, it's so helpful to talk about and to listen to. Mm-hmm. I am uh, ditto. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for the good conversation, and also Sean got me a coffee earlier, and I finished it, and I'm feeling quite caffeinated, <laughs> and uh, I'm grateful for that. There we go. Mm. But intent. I mean, if you were, it's almost to make it more accessible, even. You could almost replace the word intent with goal. Like, what's your goal from, what's my goal from this yeah, conversation? The, the what's why? my goal from this meeting? Goal setting is like a, the why. And goal setting is, you hear people, it's a huge part of the corporate world. It's a huge part of personal success. And you can apply that to, on a much smaller scale to, what's my goal from this podcast? Right. It doesn't have to live them? in the office, yeah. you know? What's my goal with, okay, I want to go get some sun. Okay, perfect. That way, you you know, it also helps you reaffirm like, okay, I got sun. Yeah. Goal achieved. Right. Intent achieved. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it's really helpful for me, too, is if I don't feel the connection to, you know, that goal, then it's why. Why am I doing this thing? I'm doing less of what I don't want to do, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm like, this isn't, this is obviously not an intent. Mm-hmm. If, if there's no intent, if I can't say like, this is what I want to do, then mm-hmm. why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. And as I get older, as I'm going through life, I want to do more of the things I want to do, like for me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Sounds obvious, yeah. right? But it's it's actually it's something we lose touch with. Yeah, I think it has to do with your personal identity too and like yeah. being more secure and like knowing what you want to do, knowing what your intent is. Right. I mean, I'm a very people pleaser, go with the flow type. Yeah, same. And so having a, a strong intent helps me stay on path Right. with with being more true to yeah. my needs basically and my desires. Right. So how do you how do you set that intention? Like how do you Yeah, I think there's like different tiers of intent, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. But I wake up in the morning and I usually try to set an intention for the day. Mm-hmm. I have a basic idea, a general idea of what I want to accomplish mm-hmm. and I want to map those things out so I, you know, writing them down is always very helpful because then you don't have to think about them. They're on a list and mm-hmm. you can see when they're done and not 
those are like the big intentions. But then as I move through the day, there's these moments where um, I just really want to feel connected to what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. instead of, you know, doing a bunch of things half ass, I want to do everything to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And so drive to work, I want to feel, I'm going to feel the steering wheel in my hand. I want to feel the music. Tokyo I want to roll the windows. Style. Yeah, I want to <laughs> fishtail around the corner in Ingram here. <laughs> like, if I'm a fishtail, I yeah. want to hear the screech. Yeah. We joke about it, but it's, it's true. It's like, I just want to be connected to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. When you set an intention at the start of the day, is it, a sentence like I talked about yoga earlier they, yeah in yoga they're like what's your intention for the class i'm like i don't know like yeah flexible shit okay yeah we're doc like right. I don't, it goes so quick yeah and i don't really even know right. what a, a good intent response would be yeah so is it like okay today gratitude you know, is it one word <laughs> totally. is it a sentence so, is no it it's like actually a, interesting this is gonna maybe sound really woo woo but i almost have like a life intent now Mm. Where when, especially in those yoga classes that we've been taking, when they ask, what's your intent? It usually comes down to this unless I have something else that I want to focus on. But the goal of my life that everything I do, I want to tie back to is I want to be a beacon of light Mm -hmm. for everyone that I come in contact with. Mm -hmm. Whether it's someone I have three sentence exchange with buying coffee or someone I see for hours on end every day. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be a source of light. And just spread laughter and love. And so you I want come, to uplift people. Yeah, I want to bring people up and, and push out love and compassion. And so my intent is to do that. And so when people say like, okay, what's your intent for this class? I think you can only get there by really like connecting to yourself and mm-hmm. focusing to yourself and finding your breath and breathing and like bring it all together. But sometimes it's like, okay, I got this video I need to finish. So if I'm at yoga and she asks me what my intent is, my intent is to like relax and get energy and connection to myself so I can go home and finish that video with full strength, mm. you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think it just depends on what's on my plate. But when I don't have anything, I always have like a main life intent to come back to. But I like that the example you just gave of the video that you have a task and your intent was, okay, what are some of the steps that help me get to accomplishing that task? Yeah. I need to feel like I did some exercise, pick up some energy from this class. Reconnect like I need with to, my breath. Yeah. yeah. Those are things that are going to help me achieve my my end goal which is like make this video make the video it could be something completely different right that's a great way to to think about it because i mean these are just words that people say there's a lot of buzzwords that i think sometimes don't hold a lot of meaning like have intent this Mm -hmm. and that totally so it's super helpful to for me to like hear it broken down a little bit more because it makes it more tangible like okay that's yeah what an intent you know oh okay that's what an intent would be right this is how you would form one and so do you think when you're meditating do you touch in on your intention frequently yeah well i have this sensation i get now in my chest um where i really focus in on like my heart feeling warm and like blasting light out towards the end of my pokemon yes that's what i was thinking (laughs) like a charizard is like yeah right perfect I feel that intent manifest in my body. Towards the end of my meditation, I, I feel like I can like, oh, I can hmm. harbor that. And when I get in touch with that, it's almost like a physical feeling now. I feel it more throughout my day. Hmm. But you, you do think about your intention. I come back to it. I see. If I'm lost, if I'm super distracted, like mm-hmm. however. Okay, what like, am I going after? Okay, yeah, I'm like, dude, I know that if I can focus on my breathing more and then my intent of spreading more love will be easier to attain. How did you decide that your life intent, as you called it, would be spreading love and, and being a beacon of light? <laughs> it's the feeling of connecting with people and sharing happiness and laughter. Mm-hmm. I think that's the purpose of life. Mm-hmm. And through a lot of therapy work on myself and kind of unloading my own baggage, I realized that's something that is so important to me. 
And if there was one thing that I could do for the world on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. that made me feel good, that Mm -hmm. I felt like made the world better, Mm -hmm. would be that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to come back to that as much as I can every day Mm. and push it out. How how much of that do you feel like translates into Aware? Oh, man, I would say a lot of it. Yeah. Because that's like where... 14%? Yeah, 14 and a half, (laughs) give or take a few. (laughs) How much of it translates to AWARE? I think a strong part of our mission statement is to help people get to that place or offer offer a community of people to connect with because I think it's you can feel when someone's kind of there, yeah. when someone wants to be there, and it's nice to like feel the support of like-minded people around you. Yeah. Do you think when people who wear AWARE, if they were to hear these types of conversations, how do you think they would respond to it? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of the people that wear them that I've connected with, wear the shirts that I've connected with, have definitely emphasized how important it is for them to be more mindful, be more present, mm-hmm. be more tapped in with themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it really resonates. You know, I think it's, it's a decision you make every day when you go about your day. How are you going to be in this world? Mm-hmm. And so what shirt are you going to wear? What does that brand stand for? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're representing, you're supporting mm-hmm. brands. You're, you're aligning with. You're aligning with, yeah. And so, and what I love about the bamboo is it's so soft, especially if you wear cotton a lot or polyester. And it's so soft that you, you feel it on you throughout the day. Like when we were sampling fabrics, yeah. I remember wearing bamboo for months. And, you know, when we would get a good fabric, I was like, wow. Throughout the day, as I moved, I was like, I can feel the softness. You notice it. And I would use it as a cue mm-hmm. to be like, mm, this moment's beautiful. It's soft. It's mm-hmm. present. It's you like know? a gratitude alarm. Yeah, exactly. Bling, it's bling, a little bling. trigger. Yeah. To recap this episode, you know, we started with a little bit of a talk about setting up a meditation practice and some of the objections or issues people have that are totally normal. And then we exploring this concept of intention and what it means to live with intent. What else did we talk about? We talked a bit about the science of meditation and nice. how how it really has a physiological effect and how it helps us process information. So if you're one of those A types that's looking to excel in their career, I'd think about it. <laughs> I hope that you pulled something valuable out of this as a listener. I, I you know, we're still getting our foot in on the podcast. We hope that you keep listening and we're just trying to be beacons of light, man. We're just trying to spread some good, positive love out there. And hopefully you can resonate with that and, and, and be a part of that tribe and bring that forward into your communities, right? Because there's never there's never really a bad time to, to help amplify that message. So hopefully you you pulled something from this, you drew from this, and you'll tune in next week and we can, we can keep building. Love it. Let's all grow together. <laughs>